and this should be fun. Here comes Tarasenko, moving in on Jones, he scores! Here comes Schwartz, he already has two, and that one kept away from Tarasenko by the stick of Burns. Towards the net, a hat-trick for Schwartz, his second of the postseason! Yeah, so you, you've got a demoralized team here, completely beat up, uh, making poor decisions, and here's Schwartz with the rush. Great feed here, tries, and they're stumbling over each other at this point. The cross-ice pass, nobody picks up Schwartz. They're in a shambles right now. Bazinga hmm. and other phrases. <laughs> what that a was, game. That uh, was... Whew, okay, it is unexpected. Sunday. <laughs> it is Sunday, May 19th. We are the Two Guys No Cup Podcast. I'm Steven, he's Ian, and we're here. Hey, buddy, we're mm-hmm. here. We're at a place this Blues team has never been before. Yikes! We're farther than we've been in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uncharted territory. 11 postseason wins. Never happened for the Blues ever before today. Wow. Take that comment for what you will. But <laughs> it it's could like, be as a slam on this yeah, team. But is man, what it should it's, be, but. but it's. They're one win away from being in the Stanley Cup finals. And that. I don't. I, my brain doesn't feelings. work. Yeah, I can't picture it. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Like, game three falls on the day I'm in a wedding party. Mm-hmm. And if we're in that game, I really hope it's like 2-0 either direction in the series so I just don't have to care about game three, mm-hmm. you know? It's like even if you're up 2-0 and you lose game three, you're like, well, I can't be pissed about that. Yeah. But if and if you're down 2-0, you're like, okay, well it's over. But mm. like I'm not gonna watch it. You know, you get it. Anyway. I Woo! What a night, what yeah. an afternoon. So we were both Just... terrified of this game. I don't know if it oh, came yeah. through last episode. I think it probably did. Mm-hmm. And when we when you greeted me at the door, we were both kinda like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, not feeling not it. so good. It's an afternoon game in San Jose. And for This felt like a big Logan Couture game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you're like, You know oh, what? Boy. We've kept that dude silent right? for two games. I thought about that today. I was like, where is that guy? I was gonna say it after during last game and I just forgot. Like, if he doesn't score again, they ain't advancing. Mm-mm. Just not. At all. Well, he's like the top. Is he the top scorer in the playoffs? In the playoffs, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. If he didn't show up on your team, Dunzo. Um, you know who else is real bad? Evander Kane. 
There's so much to talk about mm-hmm. in this game. Why did they but pay him so much money? Seven for seven. Like, everybody knew that was bad, yeah? Yeah. Like, everybody. I feel like the Sharks knew he that had, was bad. He had, like, kind of what? Like, kind of two hot months for them last year. Mm-hmm. When, they, when did they get bounced last year? Was it in the first round by Vegas? Yeah. The uh, second round by Vegas. I think it was the second round. They Vegas, Vegas bounced the Kings in the first round. Kings, Sharks, Jets, yeah. and then lost to the Capitals. Okay. And you're giving seven by seven to Evander Kane and giving up a first round pick? I don't know about mm-hmm. that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, I guess we can dive in. Yeah, I'm, I. Well, there's so many things to I'm say. So flabbergasted. Just kind of come up as we go along. And speaking of Evander Kane, God, this game started ten seconds in with a ringer off the post by Evander Kane, mm-hmm. two inches to the left. MVC said it, and I don't like giving them credit for anything, but they are right. They are correct. If that shot's two inches to the left, entirely different game. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It hits off the post. Game of inches, Indeed. said our captain. Yes, he did. Uh, and Braden Shin, for his credit, smacked one off the puck at our end a couple of minutes later on a Schwartz feed on a two-on-one. Braden, like... He had a good game. He had a really good game. And on the one hand, like... Imagine if he busted out. Like, imagine mm-hmm. if he just woke up next game with the goal scoring. Yeah. And then we, we would just be like a juggernaut, it would feel like. Oh, I think we'll get to it. I think there's another player to talk about that I think mm-hmm. if they wake up. Just... Wake up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was the first, you know, first five minutes or so of kind of back and forth, probably a little tilted towards the Sharks, I would say. But you kind of expect that in a game five at home when you've lost the last one. Um, and really what, what turned it around was the Oscar Sundquist goal at 5.50 in the first, which was uh, Eric Carlson who started this game and I really don't think should have played. That's a bad call. Like, I realize it's Eric Carlson. It's not like I saw one... I saw one tweet, and I'm not trying to pick on the guy, but he was like, what does it say about their defense that 70% of Eric Carlson is better than 100% of their seventh man? And I'm like, you know, with Eric Carlson, I'm not sure it says much Mm -hmm. because it's Eric Carlson, but at the same time, I'm not sure we had 70% of Eric Carlson. Uh, And this was a play where he absolutely botched a clearing attempt or a misguided pass attempt to a defenseman. Uh, he kind of shot it between one of his fellow Sharks' legs, mm-hmm. and it looked like maybe he was trying to bounce it off the boards and not the ice, but if he was trying to pass it to that guy, that guy was not in a place to be passed guy, to. Well, the guy also moved his skate out of the way, yeah. I think, thinking another Shark would retrieve it yeah. off the boards, and nope, no it one there. right to Sunquist. Sunquist wound up for the slapper, and by that point, Carlson had gotten back in front of Martin Jones to either screen and or possibly deflect the the puck, and it was a goal by Sundquist, his fourth of the postseason, which, yes, would give him more goals than, I believe, uh, uh, Braden Shin or Ryan O'Reilly. I don't think O'Reilly's got four yet in the postseason, Mm -hmm. so... 
again, like, sure. cool, but, <laughs> like, when are we going to stop being surprised by Oscar Sundquist? I don't know that we ever will, quite. Yeah. I think he'll always be that guy who's, like, the, I'm trying to think of, like, the Skip Schumacher for the Cardinals, mm. where it's like, you weren't supposed to be anything, and you became a passable baseball player who tries hard. Mm. And so, we love you, <laughs> yeah. like, disproportionately, like, way above your skill level, we love you. I feel like that could be the Sunquest phenomenon. Yeah, if you pot a goal on average every other week, mm-hmm. sort of thing, where you end up with what is that, like eighteen goals, yeah. you know, every year, sort of thing, fifteen, eighteen. Yeah, you're just found money. Yeah, as Ryan Reeves for Oscar Sunquest and Clem Costin. Bonkers. Cr- that's so and crazy. Our, and our second went the other way. Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, no. Oh my goodness. Bonkers. What a what if a Austin becomes anything. Like it, he doesn't even have to at this point, which is weird. But Oscar like, Sunquist was dog meat. Yeah. At the beginning of the season, uh-huh. that man was nothing to us. That was a name on a piece of paper. It wasn't even that. I don't. Yeah, think. I'm like we were like we don't want him on the team. We don't want him skating on the ice. What we saw Oscar Sundquist is as was was as a person who might steal playing time away from like Thomas and mm-hmm. Kyrou and the guys we really cared about. He played like all of last season. Mm-hmm. I mean, or like fifty plus games. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like we've Tom said, Wilson fixed yeah, his brain. I was gonna say we've said it a hundred times. Thank you to Tom Wilson. <laughs> Tom Wilson did something. Uh, there was a play here where Ryan O'Reilly missed a wide-open backdoor feed on Blay. Uh, Braden Shen got another one-on-one chance on Jones, and the goal store was still closed. <laughs> this man does not want Braden Shen's money. Mm-hmm. He's selling goals left and right to Jaden Schwartz and and. Friggin' Braden's like, hey, can you can you buy one for me? And the guy's like, it's non-transferable. Sorry, buddy. And that's how it went. And he's I, he's knocking, he's knocking on the glass. He's begging. Mm-hmm. No answer yet. It. No answer yet. We'll see. Tarasenko had a big reverse hit on Kane in that period, which Pierre Maguire complained about being interference. It definitely was no, not. No, 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 It was two guys arriving at an open puck at the same time and one of them outplaying the other one. But, okay. Um, Bomeister took a delay of game call here, which I had totally forgotten about <laughs> until you reminded me a couple minutes ago. And it clearly went off Barclay Goodrow's stick, uh, but the NBC crew was not upset about this like they were the one that we missed in game three um his first name is barclay oh yes okay yes i mean i know we have barclay plager and barclay the dog and all that but well i mean only really one of those because the one was named yeah (laughs) so but it just doesn't make any sense in today's day and age but i'll i'll give it to him it's an old name and what's old is new again at least it's not i'm i'm still genuinely <laughs> i'm still genuinely mad that they didn't name him Barclay with a k oh. but whatever we're um, not smart enough for that apparently not uh the second so we went into the first period up one nothing can't complain about that Mm-mm. you know first intermission rather you got to be happy about that you're scared though you're but scared. how are you feeling do you oh. have the you have the natural stat trick up yeah what was the Corsi in the first period? I'm guessing about 45, maybe? 40, 45? We had 
34%. Not so good. We had two high danger chances. Well, to their one. I mean, it wasn't really much going either way, really. But, I mean, I think they had the puck a lot more. We knew that much. I really, I want to find out, like, what qualifies as a high danger chance. Because, like, was the Ryan O'Reilly miss just totally fan shot? Does that count? Count as a chance. Because it's a wide open goal if he just connects. I wonder if it's... Or is it just, like, shots from a good area? I think it's just shots from a good area. It's got to be, but then what do you consider, like, when you have shots versus scoring chances? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a scoring chance. It'll be like, shots were 10, but scoring chances were 15. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what were those five chances they didn't hit the shots net? Shots wide and blocks, I guess. Or? Is a scoring chance counted if it hits the post? Because it's not something... Could be. That the, the NHL measures saved. for the goal. Yeah. So. Anyways. Who knows? Someone tweet us. Deep thoughts with Stephen and Ian. Uh, the Blues started the second period with a lot of momentum. Mm-hmm. What an interesting idea. They came out firing. They really did. And Jaden Schwartz got himself a goal. His last of the game. Yeah, no more goals. No more goals. But <laughs> Jaden Schwartz, his 10th of the season, this was also unassisted. The first four goals in this game were unassisted, which I believe has never happened before in the playoffs for the Blues. A lot of not happening before things in the playoffs. <laughs> um, Unprecedented. <laughs> uh, Schwartz shot a puck across the ice to Tarasenko, who fired it on net. Jones sticked it right to Schwartz, who knocked it into a wide open rebound, or knocked in a wide open rebound for the second goal. Pierre says that it's a crazy carom, and Mike Milbury, bravo Mike Milbury. Hats off to him for the first time in forever. (laughs) Immediately goes, no, that's not a crazy carom, that's poor rebound control, you gotta have it right there. He got his stick out, pokes it, could have brought it into his body, anything but this. He just pushes (laughs) it over to Schwartz, and Schwartz has four by six to shoot it. Pin that one on Martin Jones. So apparently Martin Jones is fallible. They hadn't allowed us to believe that until now, even though his goals against average is probably three for the series. But, um, yeah, I mean, it it really was. It was just a Martin Jones blown play, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't an easy play. No, I mean, it's... He's put in a tough position with the rebound, but, like, it's also something where you go... A better, I mean, seriously, a better goalie would have it. I'm not and saying Bennington would have it. I'm not, you know, but you was would. Was it the last game? It was the last game where he sticked the one that went off of two skates and back under his pad. Yeah, right? yeah. Maybe stop poking at the stick, at the puck so much, Martin, but don't do it till after next game, yeah. please. Learn in the offseason, buddy. Learn in the offseason. They are indebted to him for so much money. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about bad contracts in the NHL, wow, I'm looking it up now because it's not good. It's like... He was a good goalie before this year, yeah? I mean, he was he, all right. I don't think... I think he'd had, like, one phenomenal season, like Vesna Caliber. Yeah. And then, like, a, several fine seasons. Okay. But I don't know that it was worried worthy of... The contract where he has at age twenty nine five years remaining at a cap hit of five seven five. 
No, 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 no. Five more years? At five seven five, yeah. I kind of don't really care what goalie that is. That's not good. That, like, you can only give that to, like, the elite of the elite in today's NHL. No. I think we're learning that right now. Yeah, no. Like, we can't give that to Jordan Bennington if he's great Mm-mm. for the rest of the year. Like, don't do it. Um, but, you know. Live and let live. Well, they did it. They gave out... I mean, that team is so effed long-term. Couture is 30. Is he really? He's 30 years old, and he's got 8 by 8 left of... 7 by 8 left on his deal. Which is... It's fine for now. Mm -hmm. 8 is fine. I mean, he's a good enough player for 8 for now. Kane has the 6 by 7 left. Hurdle is three at four five point six, which I'm not sure is great. And then you've got Burns at five by eight and Vlasic at six seven by seven. Holy jeez. And how old is he? Thirty two already. No. I know he's a very good defensive defenseman, but you don't is you he? don't pay defensive no, defenseman like this that. This is bad. Um but that was a, that's an excursion. We're gonna do over the summer. One of the projects I really want us to do is like a team misery index <laughs> where we talk about literally rank the teams by how little we'd want to be in their oh, situation. Yeah. So it's like, you know, whoever is like has a loaded prospect covered and is already pretty good as, like, one or two, you know? Yeah. Like, and then you just go down. Yeah, you go all the way down to, like, the Ottawa, Ottawa Senators. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that would be fun. <laughs> Let us know. Hit us with a tweet if that sounds fun to you all. Uh, but right now, let's talk about the weirdest goal scored in this game, sort of. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko's seventh goal of the postseason. Is it technically his third even strength goal? I don't think so, but kind of, but not. Do they count it as they have to? I don't to. know what they count it as. I don't, Maybe yeah. they count it as nothing. But in any case, <laughs> it was a penalty shot goal. He scored on a penalty shot. The Blues' first penalty shot in postseason history, which is like... Probably something about officiating in the playoffs more mm. than anything. But this one, like, as soon as he got tripped by Burns, you knew it was a penalty shot. Like, yeah. they didn't have a choice. I just didn't know it was Tarasenko until, like, a minute later where he was on the dot. And I was like, oh, boy. Uh, I, mean, I mean, like, it could have been, you know, whoever, Alex Steen. And, like, still, it's a penalty shot. Great. But, like, I'd rather have the power play. Yeah. You should have the choice, I think. I think you should get the choice when you're tripped from behind of, like, do you want the penalty shot or do you want the power yeah. play? Yeah. Especially if, like, if you have to choose that yeah, player. Yeah, if it's you Joel know? Edmondson getting tripped, just go, okay, we'll take the power play. Then. Yeah. It's, even this team will take the power play. Yeah, exactly. Well, even with Tarasenko getting the penalty shot he hasn't been especially great recently in shootouts yeah he didn't look good this year especially it was a little i mean it wasn't worrisome but you're like please let this be the one you score yeah like you don't you can't afford this to not be yeah like this is yeah this is huge this is humongous big humongous big man (laughs) uh yeah and he didn't i mean he did score tarasenko was tripped by Burns, as we said, and then he skated into the circle. Jones looked like he'd already given up, and Tarasenko sniped at top corner as as beautiful a shot as you can take. And oh, I mean, Jones, so even if Jones was a good goalie, he wouldn't have had a well, chance. As, as but he was way out of the net, and he wasn't down or committed to anything. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like, well. As Pangerstool said on, on Twitter, if he had shot anywhere but 
high glove, he would have been upset. Yeah, that's it's like true. it's true. Just that's his worst area, and Vladdy can shoot anywhere he wants. Like, just put it there. Like they have to know this, right? I oh, mean, they've got to know. They have to. If you have any sort of like stat scouting department, we know you have to they know. must know. They All have right? to know. We'll like, tweet at them. We'll let them know <laughs> just in case they don't. Um. Martin Jones, not so good at St. Louis Blues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your people. Uh, <laughs> Don Scoy took a high stick later in the period on Steen, or, or he did the high sticking on Steen, and drew blood, much like that Warren Zevon song about the, the werewolves of London when he's like, draw blood. That's what Oh, I, I was like, what? Uh, what but, happening? Uh, the Blues power play then sucked. It sucked. It sucks. The one, like we the, can be honest, arguably the only dark spot in this entire game was mm-hmm. the sucktitude of this double minor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bozak, like they got a shorthanded break, like of course they were going to. Yeah, and the Blues, um, or sorry, Bozak hooked Kane. Yeah, people said and it was some a people weak. said it was a weak call. I don't know, man. Even if it's a weak call, don't, don't put, be in that yeah, position. Right, exactly. It's don't both. Don't put yourself there. Um, they didn't score on the four on four, but the power play wasn't especially good. Petrangelo cannot keep the puck in on the line. Like I, I want to create a metric. They were, like I went to Sean Tierney, the charting hockey guy, like the br- brilliant hockey guy, and I was like, "Hey man, is there a metric for this anywhere?" And he was like, "I don't know of one. You should just make it yourself." And I was like, "I don't have that kind of time." <laughs> <laughs> I hope you went at Sean Tierney like that. Yeah, fuck you. I ain't got time for this shit. I was like I'm not being paid for it. You know, he's yeah. getting paid. Oh, I like that. We'll look into that. Yeah, maybe we. It's make a summer project. Two, two guys, one metric podcast. Yeah, be the two guys no cup. Percentage. <laughs> <laughs> What's his TGNC percentage? Jesus. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, a puck got past him again. The Blues didn't take the knife and put it through the eye and kill him yet. They did do it later, but they could have done it more later. I mean, at the time, it's a little scary. It's oh, three. For sure. I mean, it's three zero. Like, but we all know that's lead, it's dangerous. It's not, yeah. The Sharks have come back from that. We did it to Winnipeg. Yeah. We've come back from that in other games, regular season games or whatever. It's like it's scary. It's just a scary lead. They score one, they then just it's get anybody. Yeah, game. then they just get that second one. Oh, one goal game. Yep. But like, I I was saying that to you during the game. If you just get four, I believe, I should believe in this team enough that three O is safe. But four, I believe that this team's safe for sure. Mm. Like they have to be. Because yeah. if they're not, then they lose the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> the whole playoffs, they've lost. And if they lose a 4 lead. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, listen. The Blues finished with 20 shots in the third, mm-hmm. second period. I assume they had close to 80% of the Corsi. Close. They had a 70%. Okay. Seven, I mean, that seems fair. But, I mean, like, think about how... And if, that, if you don't have that... Like, four on four, it's probably even bigger, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, but, think about how bad we were last or last game. Yeah, yeah last, you know, the 30%. win. <laughs> yeah. How bad we were where we had, yeah, 30% in the second. Like, that was the Sharks this time around. And you, it's unbelievable that with a game in reach, they couldn't scrap it together and at least, like we said, make it 40% for them. Mm-hmm. Shit, be over 50 
It's the same. I mean, listen, the criticisms we lobbed at the Blues are just as true of the Sharks yeah. this game. We can't, like, we're hypercritical of our own team, and we don't, unlike the NBC broadcast, <laughs> we didn't decide to make this all about how the Sharks screwed up. But yeah, like, how they, they were did. shocked. Uh, yeah, like, they, they were all over the place. Like, we were watching that game, and I was at least obviously focusing on the Blues, but if you look at the Sharks play, like... It was just lackadaisical as shit. And, I mean, they're, they might be gassed. They might have, as Mike Milbury said at the end of the game, have finally hit, like, a wall. Because there was a couple times where Jane Schwartz skated on the ice, and he's, you know, the engine of the team, and he's a fast little guy. But I forget who it was. Brandon Dillon, Braun, like, those guys just had nothing left. Mm-hmm. They were not catching them. They were just stopping <laughs> skating after he passed them. I was like, well, fuck it, he's gone. Yeah. And I can't necessarily blame them if they're just tired. They've played in like a, what? They've played two seven-game series. Yeah, with a bunch of overtimes. Yeah, so I get it. It's just like, but they were they, talking about they played something like ten, mm-hmm. ten periods of elimination hockey yeah. or something like that. I forget exactly what it was, but it really does look like some of those guys have just hit a wall. Uh huh. And I have hope to God that's true. Well, we'll talk about the. Oh. Casualties. Yeah, let's Jesus. do because, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll finish the game and then talk about. That's the as bad as the last Game of Thrones episode. Uh, oh, oh, there you go. Fire. I might not everywhere. be here for the next game of or the next podcast. I might have killed myself no. <laughs> after watching this final Game of Thrones episode. Spoilers: No one is going to win. Nope. Everyone's a loser when they watch Game yeah. of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the third period started. We got there like two seconds late, switching back from something else. And the whole bunch of shit had already <laughs> happened. There was a hit on Tarasenko that was not clean. I wouldn't say mm. it was clean. Uh, Petro had a big hit on Joe Pavelski from which he did not return. Um, you crunched along the boards and with the official. Good. Yeah. I'm not, like, anti-Joe Pavelski. He's actually the only shark I respect right now. But, like, get rid of him. He looked dazed, he man. Seems, he, he seems really to have dazed. some splody bones situations. Yeah. But Even walking down the the uh, tunnel there, he looked a little off. I mm-hmm. mean, just, like, not sure of foot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There were consecutive minors called against... Gaudreau and Haley. Gaudreau roughed Edmondson, and Haley interfered with Tarasenko. It is a 2-2 series. <laughs> and Pete DeBoer put in Michael, is it Michael mm-hmm. Haley? Who's just a goon. Yeah. And I'm not angry, be- like, from a Blues fan's perspective, like, oh, how could how dare like, he? It's but, like, it's stupid. It's the equivalent of us putting in Chris Thorburn. Yeah, why in would you do that? In a 2-2 series. Like, there's an argument, not a good one, not a good one, but there's an argument if you're down 0-2 and have just looked like dog shit mm. for using a roster spot Try on, on a Thorburn where it's just yeah. like, go out and punch everything in your four minutes of ice time, mm. you know? But, like, not in a 2-2 series where you're taking the game home. Yeah, why? I think, we can, we'll talk about it after the game, but I think they were a little bit scared this game. Mm-hmm. Um the Blues, you know, they get this five on three, and I'm just thinking, you just have to. You have to. Like, not, at this point, I wasn't really scared of losing the game. Mm-hmm. But I was like, don't do the thing the Blues do, where even when they win a game convincingly, they don't win it as convincingly as you could. Like, yeah. the third period of this game was as much about setting up game six as it was about closing out game five. Yeah. And... 
as much as we liked the Winnipeg game six, uh-huh. it was an elimination game. It ended with yeah. when the Jets were done. Uh-huh. But if we three two win this game, like game six against the Jets, it's like, well, it was a win, and I'll take the W. But game six of this series feels like it could be anyone's game. Yeah, very good. A five zero into the next game does not feel like anyone's game. Like, I'm still going to be terrified. No, we will. But we shouldn't be. From a casual observer's perspective, just a dude watching this, they should be NBC all broadcast, blues. broadcast, even. You yeah. know, we're like, oh boy, I don't know. Credit to the NBC for everyone that's like, NBC is very pro Including Sharks. Including us, and they have to been, be yeah, fair. And they have been. Uh-huh. I mean, I believe they have been. But, like, they definitely were starting. <laughs> they were the ones talking about the Sharks hitting the wall. At the end of this game... Liam McHugh is like, well, you know, the Sharks got blitzed 5-0 against Vegas. Uh, they were down 3-1 in the series, and they came back to win. And I was like, oh, no. He's going to say, could it happen again? And even he was like, but this feels different. And I was like, oh, shit, NBC's starting to back up a mm-hmm. little bit. They're hedging. They're hedging that <laughs> They're like, oh, hold and up. So, <laughs> <laughs> we got the 5-on-3, and I'm thinking, we're both thinking, just please just please. score. Just do it. And they did. Jaden Schwartz is yet another unassisted goal. Uh, With this goal, he matched his regular season goal total of 69 (laughs) games. Uh, Nice. Which he got, yeah, (laughs) very nice. He got the 11 goals in 69 games in the regular season. Nice. And 18 in the playoffs. So much better. I didn't take notes on how this goal went down. Do you remember it? I think he, like, shot it, and I don't know if it deflected off someone's stick or whatever, because it just kind of, like, rolled oh, up yeah. and yeah, over yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin Jones. And we're like, woo! And yeah. Then, yeah, it was that weird, like, speed change, or, like, if you're a goalie, it's like, how do they not have that? But at the same time, you're expecting pucks at, like, 90 miles an hour towards you, and this thing's oh, just a weird was, flipper. This was also where they had the... They cleared the puck and it hit like the photography hole or something. Yeah. And so instead of an icing, they had to like drop the puck again in our zone and it was on that face off where we scored. I saw a tweet about that from a Sharks fan. I was like, so much fucking luck for the Blues. And I was like, get, <laughs> get out of here. Dude. Get out of here. We're going to talk about Sharks fans in a minute here. Um, yeah, I mean, this was a good goal. It was more important because it was like, okay, game over. We're good. Yeah. Four uh, out. There was a play earlier in this, I might have actually, no, I think there was the second icing, where it was five on three and Pareko just didn't, like, pinch hard enough on a puck that was cleared. Oh, yeah. And it's like, dude, there's no threat of them going the They'll other way the at a five on three. Anyway, we scored, we're up four nothing, the rest of the game's kind of a shit show. Carlson, Eric Carlson, uh, Joe Pavelski, Don Skoy, and Hurdle are all down the tunnel by, like, about the halfway point of this uh, period. And then uh, later the Sharks were down to 13 skaters because Haley got a game misconduct for unsportsmanlike. And I think maybe other Sharks, one other Shark was hurt too. I forget who it might have been, but real casualties. (laughs) Carlson, I mean, he's not going to be 100% if he plays. No, And I think... Pavelski got the big hit from... How can you play? I mean, you can play him next game, Eric Carlson, mm-hmm. but, like, because it's an elimination game at the same time, how can you play yeah. him? Yeah. Yeah. It's like... Uh, I will talk about it in a minute, but uh, I think it was Hurdle took the shot off the face from Pavelski and looked like kind of a Vince Dunn situation. Um, and Don Skoy, I don't know exactly what happened to him. 
And then Haley is a shithead and got... I mean, it wasn't even roughing that bad, but I think the rest were kind of like, you didn't really belong in this yeah. game in the first I, place. I think they called it, what was it, unsportsmanlike? Yeah. So I don't know if he said something. So. Maybe. Whatever you do when you're Michael Haley and trying to get stuff riled up. Mm-hmm. In any case, for the final nail in the coffin, Jaden Schwartz cemented his hat trick. He got John Ham's lone hat thrown on the ice. You joked, allegedly. You joked about that because it's in California, but also that looks kind of like the hat that I've seen John Ham wear a lot. I mean, so it's not. It isn't impossible. Unbelievable, yeah. Um, but it was his 12th goal of the postseason, now breaking his regular season total. Tarasenko, or as I wrote here, Tarasneko, got the assist, his fourth. Uh, Schwartz tried to pass to Tarasenko. Good attempt for the pass, but nothing happened. But Tarasenko got it back for a sick one-time goal for Schwartz's second playoff hat trick. Eric Carlson only played three minutes after the first period. The rest of the game, it wasn't even like, it wasn't chippy. Like, that's the thing, too, like... It was a little chippy, but they it were wasn't trying ch- to get something going. But they, they didn't. But Bennington's a- first postseason shutout. The Blues win five nothing. They almost two for one sh- outshot the Sharks forty to twenty one. They got fifty seven percent of the faceoffs. They had eight power plays and only scored on one, but that's a little slanted because of the double minor and some of the later shit that nobody cared about. Um, Still, you'd like a better conversion rate than that. Uh, The Sharks were 0 for 2 on the power play. They ended up with 36 penalty minutes. They had 52 hits to the Blues, 34, and 14 blocks to the Blues, 11. Uh, But the giveaways were 12-11 in favor of the Blues, meaning they gave the puck away more times somehow. This was bizarre. (laughs) And I'm not really processed it yet. Mm Mm-hmm. I think what I want to say with great trepidation is, like, this is our series to lose now. And obviously, because we're up 3-2 to two and going home for Game mm. 6, but, like, more than that, like, we destroyed them, and they're the walking wounded. Oh, yeah. They, like, who's coming... Are If every player that was off the bench comes back next game... They're still not 100%. Yeah. And I know our team isn't either, but our team is all still playing minus Vince right. Dunn. Yeah. Like, they're out there physically able to play. I don't know how you ice Eric Carlson. Like, his groin don't work no uh-huh. more. Like, you horse tranquilize his groin, but, like, you're not going to feel the pain, but you're also not going to be able to skate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you saw it the couple times he was on the ice. Did not look good. The guy couldn't even turn. I, I like... You're, I don't give Pete DeBoer the out very often, so take this as a sacred moment. But, like, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Yeah, because you, I mean, you kind like, of have, have to. to play it's an elimination you game. All the, I mean, not really, because uh, what's his name? Pierre Dorian's real yeah. bad. But you, like, you traded all this to get him. He's probably walking mm. after the year, and you kind of have to, but, like, then if he makes the brutal mistake, like, he ma- he created the first goal today. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, I mean, you know, butterfly effect or whatever, but that was, like, the snowball. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's you're, you're just damned either way, really. Yeah. You're either playing with a really unhealthy Eric Carlson in the lineup, or you're not, you're, or you are playing without Eric Carlson in the lineup. Joe Pavelski, I think he's probably not been 100% all series, 
I don't, you know, I don't know that he's been a hundred percent since returning from the the cross checking incident in the first series, which he did in Game Seven of the last series. I don't know if he'll come back. Hurdle was bleeding pretty bad from the mouth. I mean, maybe he just got a couple of teeth knocked out, and they didn't think it was worth bringing him back in. I mean, the the situation of the game makes sense for them to pull as many people as they can. Yeah, still doesn't mean these guys are going to be a hundred percent, and those are. Four big names <laughs> if it's Carlson, Pavelski, Hurdle, and to a lesser extent, Donskoy. But. And, and if I'm the Sharks, uh, after watching like game six against the Jets, and mm-hmm. then was it our game, what was it, game five against the Stars? No, game seven game against seven. the Stars. Sorry, yeah. Like, that's. We've, I know our road record's been better than our home record, but we seem to be able to shut it down this year. That's and you're what I was, going That's home. what I was going to say. Like, the last two times we've gotten a chance to put an opponent away in, at home, like, take away what? Take away the, the overtime aspect of Game 7. Mm-hmm. We dominated the Stars that whole game. And we dominated, and, you know, again, it ended 3-2, to two, but we dominated the Jets in mm-hmm. all of Game 6 in that series. I'm not saying we're gonna dominate him, but like you know, we can. I don't think it's. I don't think it's that thing of where we just don't show up. Isn't that you know? insane though? Because I mean, up until this postseason, this team has never done that I, ever. It, and I know it's different players and all that, but like, we've never seen the Blues play in an elimination game either when they are gonna be eliminated or they're doing the eliminating and just go nope and just. And just do it. I was. It's crazy to me that they've done this twice now. Listen, More I was like this the slowest convert to the cult of Craig Berube that there's mm. is in St. Louis. He's got to get a ton of credit. Mm. I don't. I really don't think he's like a brilliant hockey strategist. I think the power play alone pretty much clears <laughs> that up. But like, I think that dude has the ability to motivate these guys. Mm. I was, was it, it may have been 31 Thoughts. I think they were talking about how, like, Bruce Cassidy, who's now the, the Bruins head coach, they were talking about how when he was the Capitals head coach, he had, like, the first, the very first meeting he had with the team. Mm-hmm. He just botched it. Yeah. And, and players would talk about, like, yeah, that was kind of the end of it for him because it was, like, from the starting gate. He didn't have our trust. He didn't have our faith. He didn't have our full mm. commitment. And I, th- I think there's, I mean, it's stupid, but I think there's a lot of truth to that for the coach. I don't think the coach's chief role in any sport, other than maybe Bill Belichick, is like strategy as yeah. much as it is like getting them on the same page. Kind of corralling a team and getting them to all play yeah. for each other and with each other than. Yeah, you're pretty much, like, corralling a team. Like, Steve Kerr isn't telling the Warriors how to play basketball. He was, like, a decent basketball player. He's got nothing to teach Steph Curry (laughs) or Kevin Durant or Clay Thompson or Draymond Green. But he's got to manage those four personalities, you Mm -hmm. know, and, like, keep them all in line and keep them on the same page. I just, I think with Barubi, it's just, yeah, you see this team, and we talked about it a little bit last time, where it's like they don't make the same mistake twice, at least not consecutively. Mm-hmm. You know, like game two, game four, the last game, they didn't show up after period one. They had a uh, two-goal lead then, mm-hmm. and they just stopped existing. This game, they had a one-goal lead, and they turned on the Jets after period one. You know, the period two was their best period. I just, I, 
you know, I don't, I'm not putting the cart before the horse. The last one is, in theory, the hardest one to win. Mm-hmm. But that's also true for the Sharks, yeah. you know? And, like, some teams just do win game sixes at home and put away series. And yes, I, please do. Yeah, and you were, you were talking about how it felt like a must-win. And I, I, I get where you're coming from in terms of my emotions. Yeah. Like, I desperately want us the to win. The humans that we are. But I don't, like... And I really want us to, like, really (laughs) badly. But I don't feel like it's a must win. Like, I'm not going to go into Game 7, as long as we're not terrible in Game 6. I wouldn't go into a Game 7 thinking, boys don't have a chance in this. The way I did... That's true. The way I did even when we beat the Blackhawks in 2016. And for us, honestly, I mean, joking aside, that's like a huge mental step. (laughs) Like, seriously, (laughs) to truly believe... It really is. ...that this team could win a Western Conference Final Game 7 in San Jose is like a huge... Like a testament to how well this team has played. That they've convinced us that, yeah, that's... Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. So, bravo to the team for this game. To hell with Sharks fans. I don't, like... I don't try to make fan wars very often. Let's do it. I don't it. care. What the fuck is wrong with you people? What the fuck? Can you look up some of those tweets you had earlier? Like, I don't know if you just Googled or searched the hashtag or whatever, but, like, this team is doing refuse suck chants, which the gall of that arena, the absolute nerve of that arena to criticize the referees at any time. When they've been handed two wins on a platter and a third win, arguably, on controversial or outright incorrect calls. Well, as someone said on Twitter, I think it was a Blues fan that was making fun of the ref, you suck chance, but it was like, how can you chant refs you suck when your team hasn't even scored a goal yet? Yeah. Yeah. You're not in the game. They're not in the game. Where's the argue that there was controversy in this game? Oh, there wasn't none. one. Like that, you. In fact, point of fact, you got the wrong call. The Bowmeister puck over the glass just was off Goodrow's stick. Like mm-hmm. I, I think it was clear as day on the replay. You may disagree, but like I think it was clear as day. And I'm not mad that they missed that. You missed some. I get like that's the human element where it's like a split second game, and and you can't always see it stupid that you then can't review that, but I get it. Um, I saw a lot of people blaming goals that the Blues had, Sharks fans blaming goals like, the Blues had on luck, and it was just like, lots of luck, and I was like, yeah, yeah, probably, like, there's a lot of luck to being crowd this puck and this bounce and that bounce, and that's just hockey, man. Yeah. Hockey's like 50% luck. I mean, honestly. It's a weird sport. Like, yeah. if you work your tail off, you can get the luck, you know, in your favor sort of thing. You're not going to get all these lucky bounces if you're, like, dogging it. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the same time, it could just be a 50-50 game, you know, and Blues could be winning 4-0 off of luck, and that's fine. But, I stu- like, but again, you can look at stats. You can just look at the stats of the game that aren't even necessarily the goals, and you can see that they just played better. Mm-hmm. Goal- I'm like... I don't know. Like, it's do like, I don't think, know what to tell you if you're just going to deny that. Do you think this, the ju- Blue Jackets swept the Lightning exclusively because they were the better yeah, team in all four of those games? Yeah, they were the better team every In facet. fact, my guess is, when, it was, when they were down 3 nothing in game mm-hmm. one, my guess is there was a real lucky bounce for them at some point. 
to get that game back. And that's the whole series. Like, it's not. They still had to win that game and three others. But, like, if they get a lucky bounce that leads to one of those goals that leads to the wins, that's the whole series. Because if they lose that game, they aren't beating Tampa. They're just not. Like, tell me where the luck is in period two of the Blues of 12 high-danger chances to the Sharks' one. Yeah. 12 lucky chances. <laughs> exactly. How did they even get to a high-danger chance in the first place, dude? Luck. Also, we had 72% of the Corsi 4 in the third period. Yikes. Like, it's crazy. We, we were talking about that yesterday, and like we said earlier, to, just to be fair about mm-hmm. our criticism, like, 60%? Mm-hmm. Is somebody pushing? Although the team with the three nothing lead shouldn't be the team pushing, <laughs> pushing to begin yeah. with. But like seventy two percent, some of that's you, man. Mm. And I realize they had like a depleted bench, but yeesh, they the the shorthanded attempt that they mm-hmm. had, where we got the the five on the the mm-hmm. double minor that became a four on four. They looked like they were still like fighting. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when it was, because it seemed like it was at the start of the third. And maybe it was because Carlson was gone and they, like, just had kind of mentally checked out. But, like, they looked as as just surrendered as I've ever seen a hockey team look, particularly in a playoff game. Mm. Like like I said, they made it a little, a little uh, like, snippy and snappy. I can't think of the word. Chippy, that's what <laughs> I'm looking for. Uh, but they they made it a little chippy, but not nearly what you would expect. What's well, so, I mean? It felt like they were trying to get physical, but also not buying into that either. Like, so they like, just didn't have a game plan anymore. I feel like if it, if the Blues were down five nothing in that game, that's when like, and it it could be stupid. Like you could get suspended or something. But that's when like Robert Bortuzzo would just railroad someone. Oh you know? yeah, like, that's when he gets the red mist. Yeah, and like I don't, I'm not encouraging that. But to an extent, there's like a reality where like that's not the worst thing in the world. You know, <laughs> it's like if you're gonna get, it's a weird criticism. But if you're gonna get chippy, just like buy into well, it. Well, and plus you've got what's his name? What's the guy who the Haley? Haley yeah, you've got him on the ice. What's he doing there? And he like tried to start a fight, but dude, just deck somebody. Like again, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, you're gonna get the time either way. I'm not encouraging misbehavior, but you're not playing in another game regardless. <laughs> so just friggin' wheel back and punch somebody. You know, like just do it. That's why. I mean, what was their? I didn't. We said it already. But their depleted bench. But what was their plan after they went down? They just didn't have one anymore, no. man. It didn't look like they were changing anything. The only thing they changed is we're just going to try and hit more. And again, even that they didn't really buy into. Mm-hmm. They were just kind of a nothing team. I mean, really, they weren't poke checking. We had some really clean passes they couldn't pick off. They weren't back checking. They weren't. For, I mean, it was a it was a nothing team. Like it was an absolute nothing team. By contrast to what we said earlier about Barubi, I would kind of assume that Pete DeBoer, much better strategist, much better strategist, nowhere near the motivator. Mm. And he, I mean, he looks like a whiny bitch all the time <laughs> on the bench. I'm very interested. I'll see if I can find any quotes. I'm very interested in his thoughts. How often? Yeah, please do look. But how often do you see Barubi look? Like, he's lost his shit on the bench. Like, once in a while, he'll have, like, the what the fuck was that sort of thing. But, like, he never even had, like, the Hitchcock thing. Mm. You know, where it was like, fuck, you know, or whatever. <laughs> like, it was just like, he always, he's always down in guys' ears. He's always rooting for him. And 
you know, in hindsight, and they've talked about it some on the broadcast, but like in hindsight, the way we responded to the hand pass yeah. was so like pitch perfect. Like you couldn't, you couldn't script answers any better than the ones the boys gave. Where it was like, yeah, that's shitty. Yeah, it was clearly wrong, and we're moving on. And it didn't feel like, you know, in the past we've talked about that, well, we're moving on. Yeah. But it doesn't, doesn't sound oh, like yeah. moving <laughs> on, you know. But, like, when you hear Perron talking about, like, oh, it didn't look like a hand pass. It was a hand pass, but it's in the past, and we're looking at game four. Like, it sounded like he meant it, you know? Petrangelo sounded like he meant it. And it's like, I don't know, it's just... I just I I like Baruby. I really do. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What was the Thomas Hurdle injury? What happened? I think his face got smushed by a puck. By a puck. I think. By a puck. Okay. All right. I believe you. Okay. Why? Maybe it was someone else. <laughs> and and maybe this guy's wrong. It's a whole telephone thing. Someone tweeted Jeremy Rutherford asking him. If, and he said this, did I truly hear Pete DeBoer say he thought Shark should have had a five-minute power play after the hit on Hurdle? This guy is gutless. And maybe that's a different hit. Different hit, not the injury. Puck to the face. But, like, so this guy is already out there being like, oh, it should have been this, should have been that. Why is this dude always up the ref's ass? Like, every game that's a loss is half of the problem is the rest. Well, and for that's him. that's what I'm talking I'm kind yeah. of talking about with the motivator. Like if you can't go out and admit that your team played like shit in this game, you're not a good coach. That's like a little they kid, need man. To hear, like if we if the Blues played this game, do you think Ruby would be talking about missed calls in a 5-0 home game on the freaking Western Conference final? And again, like I don't think for, Obviously, I don't think Craig Berube is the end-all, be-all of NHL coaching. But at some point, you got to fucking take accountability. I don't get it, dude. That's not... And this is why... Like, I don't get it. I've said it multiple times, but this is why I friggin' hate Pete DeBoer. He's just a whiny asshat. On the, on the post-game, on the bench, when he's talking to Pierre, he's just like... I don't know if the hair's, like, growing into his head and affecting his brain <laughs> chemistry or what it is, but, like, he's a tool. I'd love to get, like, Robert Vortuzzo's honest take on that dude. <laughs> you know, like, Kitchener Rangers. Maybe he was younger and, like, totally different, but, like... Something happened. What the shit, dude? Ever like, since the incident. How are you calling for a major penalty? And even, like, okay, like, what if... Okay. This he, dude knows they can score on major penalties, so he just wants that again. <laughs> he goes, oh, I just wanted the same outcome. Maybe, like... In, I've got so many thoughts, I can't decide which one to say. On the one <laughs> hand, on the one hand, maybe you really believe it should have been a major. In which case, you're like, dude, you gotta call that. But in this game, you should still follow that up with, but we've got to play better. Yeah. I think this was a missed call, but this loss is still on us. Because you have to. Because if, if this team goes into game six thinking the refs screwed them out yeah. of game five, and I'm not even praising the Blues too much here, the game's over at the first intermission. I legitimately think if the Sharks walk onto the ice at, at Enterprise Center mm. thinking at all about Game 5. It's over. It's done. Especially if they think we were wronged. You know, like... <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> 
Exactly. But like, I you so you have to do that. On the other hand, dude, like I so two three years ago he did the same shit. After game one or two, they got more calls than us. They won the game, I think, and he was out there bitching about, like, missed calls. And I get the strategy of that, right? The gamesmanship element is, if I bitch about calls here, we'll get more. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're not getting the benefit of the doubt the rest of this series. That went out the window when you won a game on a blown call. Mm. And I'm not saying the refs are calling the games, you know, in favor of the Blues to try and even it out. I don't think they're necessarily doing that. But they're not giving you 50-50 calls just because you asked for them at this point. You got a game. You got a victory in this series, one of the four that you need. And we talked about it two episodes ago and last episode. I'm not trying to rehash that. But, like, there's no margin for you to say. I'm leaving the other two series completely out of it. There's no margin for you to say, we really need more from the refs in this series. And the refs going to hear that and just laugh it in your fucking face. Yeah. Especially because it's a new ref who didn't have a hand in the, in the hand pass call. It's just a laughable, it's a laughable strategic play to me. And to me, it, it, it reeks of the desperation I think this team feels right now. And, I mean, yeah. I don't know how you go into this press conference and say anything other than we played terrible, we have to play better, and we will, and I believe in this team, and yada yada. Anything. I don't know how you say anything else with that. I mean, even on the blown hand call, is like, you know, did you think it was a hand pass? Like, oh yeah, reporters say yep, why and he's like, why are you asking? They move on, and they said today in the locker room, he told those guys in the locker room after that loss, I was like, you know what? Whatever. Like, nut up. That's pretty much it. Like, well, there's nothing we can do. So like, why? Why would you even put it in any of these guys' ears? Especially like, any younger players they have on that team, which I don't feel like are many, but the few that are there, like, hey, guys, you know, sometimes it is the ref's fault. You know, they got to be better for us. Like, I know they're not children, but that's what it sounds like to me. Like, if you're an adult, if you're a parent, and you're like, you know what, you didn't get first violin because it's just not fair how they judge violin. Not like maybe you should, like, practice more, yada, yada. I didn't get first violin. I can speak from experience (laughs) because I was not good at violin. (laughs) Well, we scratched the surface. I was good good enough to be mediocre. Like, I was good enough to be in the top orchestra. Mm. I did not put forth any additional effort. (laughs) And that's what this game was. You Mm. know, that was that. So, great analogy. Please continue. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I just, like, I don't know. I don't know how you are the head of this team and and you're now in an elimination game next game and you go, the refs need to clean this up. Really? Like, there's... They've run out of ideas. He ran Michael Haley out there. He's doing this shit. They tri- again. They so, tried to goon it up. They couldn't even do that right. They've run out of ideas. I think if I, if I'm psychoanalyzing this series, and I'm trying to be very careful that it's not a post mortem. <laughs> Look how angry we're getting about the yeah, San Jose Sharks. I just fucking hate Pete DeBoer in this team. <laughs> uh, but like, if I'm if I'm psychoanalyzing yeah. seriously, you get the hand pass in. You're in their twisted minds. That was justified because they deserve to win that game, which sure maybe. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. We didn't. You take the hand and, pass away; it's still tied. I'm not saying that the Blues yeah, deserve like, to win it, but like, it should still be tied. And like we said yesterday, even like I said the night of when I was so angry, that's still overtime. The Blues could still just lose. Mm-hmm. 
but in in the back of your mind, you know that if they don't ice the puck twice, you lose that game, mm-hmm. you know? And then you come out and you are far and away the better team in, in game four for two periods. Like, you know that there's going to be an early storm. You have to. Mm-hmm. And you don't really weather it, but you keep it from being worse than it is. Mm-hmm. And... It's two to nothing, and then you just outplay them the rest of the game, and you can't get that bounce, and the Blues win. So I think you come into this game a little on your heels, and then when that puck hits the post, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I, I honestly think, like, if I'm psychoanalyzing, if I was a Blues fan, mm-hmm. and that all in reverse, you know, all that happened to us, that's how I'd feel. Mm-hmm. And... The Sharks are a little bit of a, you know, they're a little bit of a shell-shocked fan base historically. And these this Sharks team has to be a little bit, too, you know. And maybe he's just out of ideas, like you said. But, like, that's how you lose this series. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go in, and I said it already, but if you go into Game 6, or if you're on the flight back to St. Louis feeling sorry for yourself in any way... It's over, dude. And that's not like... I, everyone listening to this podcast who's listened more than a week or two <laughs> knows how pessimistic we are. But this team, this Blues team, is not taking any prisoners if you're already on your heels. Mm. If you're already looking backwards in a Game 6 at home where they can put the series away mm-hmm. and get to the Stanley Cup Final. It's not happening. Like, this team has dropped the ball some, even in the playoffs. But you're not getting out of St. Louis alive without your very best. And if you're looking back, I'm sorry. Like, it's done. And I think. That's a perfect storm for the Blues. If San Jose's looking back and with their injuries, like, like deck stacked against you, man. I'm not, again, I'm not trying to be overly optimistic. <laughs> I think it should be done. I think you. I don't think anyone would ever pin, that, us yeah, pin of, that on us. Yeah, but like. I think we just win game six. I genuinely do. Because it feels they, like, it really feels like they will. How can, like, there's, they can. They they could lose. They can lose. So I'm just going to, like. That's always an option in the St. Louis Blues <laughs> yes, back pocket. Exactly. <laughs> just pull out the, that, pull out the shit your pants that, card that, and just let it happen. That joker is always down there under the deck. Yeah. But, like, you just 5-0'd this team. You were completely in their head. You completely dominated them. Tarasenko? That's what I'm saying. Is that who you were going to talk about earlier? You want to talk about yeah, him? Yeah, I know minute? it's a penalty shot. I get it's just him and the goalie. But you you scored a goal. You scored a Vladimir Tarasenko goal. And if that dude wakes up scoring and five that, on five. that assist to Schwartz on the yeah, last one fantastic. That whole line, dude, I think every he, one of them had over hit, a 75% course. He got a couple big hits on yeah. this one. Like, in, it, I can look that up. But, like, he was all over the place. Oh, and, my God. It was just, if they get him to just, like, regular run-of-the-mill Vladimir Tarasenko, game six is over, and the most positive thing I'll say is I fear for the other team. I fear for the other team. Yeah. Like, Jaden Schwartz hat trick because I was wanting to talk about this team, this team a little more. It's like, how bonkers well, is like, that? This is what we thought Jaden Schwartz. This is what we've been told Jaden Schwartz is in the regular season and in 
previous playoffs, we said this is what he will be, and he's always been a fine hockey player, more than fine, a good to great hockey player. But like now he's finally like the Jaden Schwartz people have said he is. The one I've always thought is like, ah, he's not quite there. He's not quite there. It's Jaden Schwartz, good to great. I'm not seeing the, I'm not going to say elite, but you know, just the like killer instinct, the like, bam, Jaden Schwartz at every point of the ice doing what he needs to do. And he's here. That's what he's doing now. And it still boggles my mind to watch him play the way he does. I mean, we're this deep in the playoffs and the guy was hounding the puck out there. That was super encouraging to me in terms of game six and possibly moving forward was that that guy looked fresh as shit out there. Maybe it was just because the Sharks looked awful, but he was everywhere. Braden Shen, you and me were ripping on him uh, with each other while we were watching, but like he had a ton of shots. I mean, the guy had to have five or six shots on that. He didn't convert on any of them, but he was around the puck. He was hustling. He was, he yep, was five a, shots on goal. Boom! It's a dog Jayden on a bone, man. Jaden Schwartz had seven. Tarasenko had three, two hits, and a block, and a takeaway. And he was plus three. He had two assists. Mm-hmm. And that was he. How many? How many minutes do you think he played? Tarasenko. Yeah. Uh, One goal, two assists, nine, three shots, two hits, minutes. one block. 19. 14.53. Oh, shit. He wasn't even on the ice that much. They were... Schwartz... Schwartz played... Was, was it 13 or something? Schwartz played 13.44. So they're not even going to be, like, exhausted going into next So game. they were really rolling that fourth line. They were not joking when they were talking about how, like, that's so not a fourth line. the highest was still O'Reilly. It's mm-hmm. always going to be O'Reilly. Perron, 17.22, was second. But yeah, everyone else is like Bozak sixteen thirty eight. Everyone else is between thirteen and fifteen for the most part. Boy is at eleven. Thomas is at eleven. That's fantastic. But high eleven. Yeah, it's very even. That is really good. And even the defensemen like Pareko played almost twenty six. Bomeister and Petrangelo played just over twenty three. Gunnarsson and Bortuzzo with. 11 and 12 and Edmondson. Speaking of defensemen, you talked a lot about, I guess, was it against Dallas at the time, that like this team plays its best when defensemen are playing active mm-hmm. and they're pinching. And they were doing that all game long. And they noticed it on NBC and they talked about it. Bo Meester especially. Bo Meester was like in the crease like two or three times this game. I don't know if I need to pinch him that deep. But like, <laughs> but still, like when they're keeping, when they're playing active but at the point that, and not passive, they look so much better. To that point, Bo Meester pinched right before that second Schwartz goal. Mm-hmm. The second goal. Yeah. Not the second Schwartz goal. The second goal. Yeah. He pinched up on a play that was 50-50, and he pinched it. He got it behind, and that's when... Um, Schwartz got the puck back and tried to pass across, and and Tarasenko took the shot, and and it got bounced, you know, off of Jones's mm-hmm. stick. So yeah, that's just one example. I'm sure there were others. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got it. Those guys got to engage. They can't play timid. Again, I'd much rather you try for it and botch it than like play defensively and like we said, just let them skate by you anyway. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, you're letting them do it anyway. That's we, I, There was a guy who tweeted about, like, we need to get two defensemen on the play, power play because maybe we'll limit shorthanded chances that way. And I'm like, dude, I, like, I get what you're saying, but, yeah. like, you limit shorthanded chances by having a good power play. Mm. The Capitals don't give up shorthanded chances. It doesn't matter who's on the ice. <laughs> you know, like... And so, but but I'm not criticizing this yeah. team. I'm just my point is, 
they're firing on all cylinders, and I don't even think they're they've hit top gear yet. Man, it, when you I, can roll all lines like that, it's scary. I was trying to look back yesterday, maybe even today before the game, and I was just thinking about how have we gotten this far? <laughs> and like, not because I think we played bad, but Shin has one goal, two goals, maybe. O'Reilly's got O'Reilly like three, has maybe three, two four, or three. Yeah. Tarasenko got his seventh today, but for him, that's like less than a goal every other game. That's not especially high. Mm-hmm. Like Schwartz is out of this world, but also when you consider that six of those were scored in two games, that's insane to me. Still, like, two two playoff hats. Yeah, for sure. But like. Who's done all the scoring? And it's everybody. That's the thing. Mm. We're finding goals from everybody. And there's a there's the the really the like you were saying, the really positive possibility there is if Tarasenko or Shen or O'Reilly wake up, I fear for whoever. There's so many And like, I don't I, so like, many things I wanna say, but it's like saying shut out during a game. Or Macbeth in a yeah, yeah, or yeah. I'm like I just won't do it. Yeah. So it's just like, yes, you're right, if they show up and and are good like, and contribute on the score sheet regularly, it's like holy shit. It's, <laughs> it's like, like I don't know what to do. It's it's I I literally feel myself fighting back optimism. I know. It's physically in my brain. It I'm like, feels no. so wrong. Dig your heels in. But it is like we're cl- we are closer than we've ever been before in our lifetime. I mean, I've, you know, we can talk about Stanley Cup Finals 50 years ago. We were sacrificial lambs. Then. I know. It's like you can't. Like, it it, it means something. It, I'm, it's great for the history of the franchise. I'm sure it was amazing for fans back then. But, like, this is the farthest this team has ever been by a good bit. Man. And <sighs> we only have three players, and I guess it makes sense in the playoffs currently on our roster that have not scored a goal. Yeah. That's three players? Yeah, only three. Can I guess them? Sure. Edmondson? No. No. He scored one, hasn't mm-hmm. he? Um, on our roster? Three. Three who no. played today? Three that have played in the playoffs. So Stanford. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was it. Um, is there another case like that where they like snuck into one game? or? No, I mean, they've all been at least regular, um, regular in and out. That should tell you one. Favre scored, though. Mm-hmm. Regular in and out. He's been out. Oh, Gunnarsson. Yep. Boom, boom. Bennington, obviously, but I assume you're not counting him. No. Uh, Shh. And then there's just the the one you would think. The one I would think? The one you would think that hasn't scored a goal. Oh, Bum Easter. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, boom. But like... But like you were saying, Jaden Schwartz, 12 goals. Vladimir Tarasenko, 7. David Perron, 5. Tyler Bozak, 4. Oscar Sundquist, 4. O'Reilly, 3. Pat Maroon, 3. Petrangelo, 2. Dunn, 2. Steen, 2. And then Pareko, Edmondson, Shen, Thomas, Barbashev, Blay... Or two zone Fabry, I'll have one. Like, I want our guys to, to show up more, our top guys. Yeah. But I would much rather have this. Yeah, if you're getting this contribution, because, it feels a little safer. Like we were just talking about. Like, if Logan Couture doesn't show up tomorrow or Tuesday, mm-hmm. series over. Blues win. If he doesn't score in Tuesday's game, I, I'm, I almost guarantee they don't win it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, you know, definitely if he doesn't score in the next two games, I don't think he's, <laughs> you know. But, like, as good as it is to have that guy who's just on fire, I would much rather have ten guys that are fine. Yeah. It feels safer. It feels like, okay, like we were saying, then if like, Tarasenko goes on a tear, Schwartz goes on a tear, then it's like, oh, that's just an added bonus. I, like, I know, like, I'm, again, I'm not saying we're in the Stanley Cup final, but, like, I know if we face the Bruins, I know Achari has scored and, like, whoever the fuck, like, Bacchus <laughs> and whoever the shit is scoring goals. But, like, if you shut down the Bergeron, Marchand, Pastor Knockwine, you win the Stanley Cup. I'm not saying it's easy, It's much easier said than I done. Got, I got, like, faint. Like, I yeah. honestly got faint uh, but, hearing that. But you hear my point. Like, yeah, any, yeah, yeah. any team, let's say the Sharks advance, whatever. Like, they shut down that line, it's done. That team doesn't go anywhere without that line. Even as good as Tuka Rask has been, that's it. But, like, with us, like, who do you shut down? Like, right now, you want to shut down the fourth line, but they're the fourth line for a mm-hmm. reason, you know? Like... You can't, like, match your best players up with the fourth line. Mm. Or you just lose, because then Tarasenko's out there with, like, LeBanc and Sorensen. It's like, I, I get that he's been a little cold, but, but he's like, going to You still don't want that, that yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I genuinely... We can wrap up here, I guess, because we're t- talking in circles a little bit. But, like, I'm... We're I'm, excited. We're not optimists. Often. But I, 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 this team should make the Stanley Cup final now. Yeah. They really should. Like, there was a, there, there was a scenario where we win this game, and I'm still like, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't this one. <laughs> yeah, they, like you said, if they, it's their series to lose for more than one reason. Tony Stark was fighting Thanos, Thanos. Should have been two Thanos. And... <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch held out the one finger. Oh my god, <laughs> this don't! The, this was the one game where I could oh. be a total optimist going into game six. Oh my god. And and here we are. And again, I'm not calling it. It's not done. You gotta win. You gotta play your asses off. But that's the thing. Unlike any other Blues team ever, I genuinely believe they will. Mm-hmm. I don't think... You don't think I don't think this team shows up. If they lose game six, it is a fucking nail biter. Oh shit. It is shit, a nail yes. biter. There's I think no, it's overtime. There like, is no realm that the Sharks blow out the Blues. Or even I have a, not even a two goal bleed. I really at don't all. think so. And like that's no baffling way. that either of us would say that. <laughs> this is too much for me. But it's true, and unlike the ending of Game of Thrones, this isn't Guaranteed disappointment. I've been rubbing my legs for so long. (laughs) I'm just nervous. That's how the podcast is. So hairy. Uh, Do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, I'll I'll read you the Schwartz quote. Uh, It says, Schwartz, uh, about the one win from playing for the cup. It's probably tough to put into words. It's something that everyone's worked for and dreamed about. You don't want to look too far ahead. We all know how important and how hard that last one's going to be. It would be a dream come true. That's the perfect... Uh, (laughs) Mic drop. That's the perfect, like, tone to me for them to set, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Oh, I was trying to look up Hurdle to see discussion of how he got injured, and I typed Wingles instead. That's the past. The past is in the past. Um, but... This guy's really going to town on his lawn outside. He sure is. There's also, apparently... This is Greg Wyshynski. Logan Couture feels that the Department of Player Safety's decision not to discipline Blues forward Sammy Blay earlier in the series opened the door for the questionable hit that took out Tomas Hurdle in Game 5. So I guess he did get hit. Maybe it was Donskoy who took the puck. But what the fuck is he talking about? Like, I didn't even hear about this. So now, yeah. This is the thing just about the Sharks. They're just shit. making up shit. Like, I didn't even hear about a questionable hit by Sammy Blay. Not even NBC or Biggest Fans talked about this weird hit that I've never seen. I'm looking for, like, I'm really looking. Okay, here's the hit. Oh, oh, I saw that. That is such a... Ch- <laughs> Fuck you! Let's the, see. Like, <laughs> oh, dude. There is no motion at all on Barbashev's part. If Barbashev hits his head, I mean... He head, hits his it's, head. He does it's hit incidental. his head. But he's, like, trying to shirk away. And I really don't think I'm being a homer here. But whatever. I'm sorry. We, we got <laughs> off track. We were supposed to stop. The Sharks fans can eat it. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> right. um, Tuesday, we'll be back. Oh, boy. Yep. Gonna, yes, yes. Much like we knew the way to San Jose, we're going to meet us in St. Louis. <laughs> and there's a little forecast for what the outro song is going to be. Keeping the 50s hits coming. Oh, this is um, like a 30s hit. Yeah, and also Dion Warwick was like a 60s hit. So I was wrong in both directions. <laughs> but I just split the middle, split the difference like Pete DeVore tries to do when he weeps into his pillow at night. What a loser. Any other <laughs> thoughts, Ian? Um, I, I just don't know anymore. One word to describe what you expect from Game of Thrones tonight? Oh, disappointment. <laughs> I mean, maybe we severe can, disappointment. If, if the Blues do win in Game 6 and we're not just furious, maybe we can discuss it thereafter. Yeah. No, it's, and by we can discuss it, I mean I can shake my head in approval as you tear down the show. I'm so happy the Blues won so that I can bask in the shittiness of Game of Thrones. <laughs> not be and like not be just compounding fucking, hatred. Yeah, just blood spouting rage <laughs> about it. I like it. So until next time, it'll be Tuesday. The Blues win five nothing. It's it's all happiness. We're yeah. happy. I enjoy it. Good night, everyone. Au revoir. Me in St. Louis, Louis, meet me at the fair. Don't tell me the lights are shining any place but there. We will dance the hoochie coochie. I will be your tootsie woopsie if you will meet me in St. Louis.